Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. Talking golf 52 weeks a year and loving it. It is Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers, and thank you for being there and making Tea to Green a part of your Sports Weekend. Along with Jerry Evans, I'm Jay Ritchie, welcoming you to my humble abode. We're still broadcasting from the comfort of my Colorado Springs home as our longtime home, the Broadmoor Resort here in Colorado Springs, remains closed. The latest word from the Broadmoor, they plan to reopen to overnight guests on June the 28th. They, of course, closed last month because of COVID-19. And speaking of the coronavirus, how you doing? Played any golf lately? Golf is the first sport to come out of coronavirus hibernation. And right now, 49 of 50 states have ended golf course shutdowns or lifted severe restrictions. And golfers, following social distance rules, are playing again. So what does it all mean for golf for now and for going forward? We will dive into those questions today here on Tee to Green with our friend James Keegan from Golf Convergence. He is a golf strategist who works with golf course owners and operators from all around the world. He joins us today to talk about golf and the new reality of golf after a pandemic. He'll also tell us about driving across golf's Jesus Bridge. We'll get into that with James Keegan today. He is the only guest on this special home edition of Tea to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show, Tee to Green. Check out our website, teetogreenradio.com. Like us on Facebook. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app, the Dan Patrick Channel. We're teeing it up with Jim Keegan next here on Tee to Green. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. 
Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up. Flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said good night, Capri pants. Go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 800- 426-2301. We are your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. It's T to Green. It's the Golf Show. Thanks for joining us today. How you doing? I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today, practicing a little more than social distancing with Jerry. He's home. I'm home, but uh, we're broadcasting from my house and back with our uh, first real true live show since, uh, I think, since Master's Sunday, I guess you might say, which was almost a month ago now. Uh, it's Tita Green. Scott Cuddy is in master control, and it's great to be uh, back with you as the Broadmoor remains closed. We're the Broadmoor, our home away from home, where we've been broadcasting since 2000. Uh, since the start of 2006, it's been that long, 
but as everyone in this part of the country knows, the Broadmoor is closed due to COVID-19 and uh, is planning to open, the last I heard uh, earlier this week was June the 28th. They're going to open to overnight customers, open their hotel, open uh, their bar and restaurant service and all the other amenities that come with being the Broadmoor. Maybe we can slide in there a little early and uh, start broadcasting from the Broadmoor before they officially open to regular customers. We'll uh, have to talk to the folks at the Broadmoor and see. But until then, we are comfortable in just off the living room of my home here in Colorado Springs with another edition today of Tea to Green. Great to have you uh, joining us as golf, as I mentioned in the open, the first sport to come out of coronavirus hibernation, and we are officially out of hibernation as well here on Tea to Green. As, As part of our first show, I wanted a really first live show anyway, uh, since uh, everything shut down back in mid-March. As part of that, I wanted to really dive into the topic of golf, uh, golf, the golf industry and where it stands and where things stand in golf, uh, given all that has happened over the last uh, six weeks or so. And I started thinking about potential guests, and I couldn't come up with anybody better than the guy we've got joining us on the show today. And I mean that as a huge compliment, James Keegan uh, from Golf Convergence. He's a a golf consultant. I, I prefer to use the term golf strategist. He's a guy who works with golf course owners and golf courses around the world uh, on how to make what they offer to golfers better. He's been doing that for some time, and I don't think there's anybody better or anybody that has their pulse on the golf industry better than James Keegan, and we're happy to bring him on Tee to Green today. He's standing by right now on the Tee to Green guest line. Jim, how you doing? Awesome, Jay. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to your listeners um, and to all of the mothers out there. Have a happy Mother's Day. This is really a dramatic difference in Colorado Springs versus what we would usually see. We'd all be putting on our best to go to the Broadmoor Hotel for their spectacular brunches uh, with the famed ice sculptures. It's a very different time. That's for sure. So before we get into these different times, uh, for uh, I know we've had you on the show before, and some of our listeners might be familiar with you and what you do, but tell us a little bit about Golf Convergence and what exactly it is that, that you do. We are strategists guiding golf courses to create value for golfers on the foundation that optimizes the financial performance of their golf course. All things must be in balance. Jay, we're very lucky We actually have our sixth book coming out called The Winning Playbook for Golf Courses, Shortcuts to Financial Success, will be available later this month. And we are very lucky to have a wide base of clients, not only here in the United States but internationally, that uh, allows me to travel over, until this year, 100,000 miles a year visiting courses worldwide. How have you been doing during the quarantine? It was interesting. I was just reading an NGF report in terms of the impact on people in the golf industry. And while golf courses are suffering, golfers themselves, because the average golfer makes over $100,000, are not forecasting any adverse economic impact on their own lives as a result of COVID-19. 
What we've seen so far is that as of May 3rd, 79% of golf courses are open in the United States. 2020 is going to be a throwaway year for golf courses. Revenues are going to be down about 30%. And because of the responsibility for social distancing, for sanitation, uh, expenses are going to be the same or even higher. In a broadcast that I was on two weeks ago, they're predicting 10% of the golf courses in the United States will not make it through this because of the loss of leagues, outings, weddings, social groups. Did you did, did you say 10%? Yeah, 10% of the golf yeah. courses, which if we go back to 2006, Jay, I think you, as being very astute and very knowledgeable in the golf industry, will recall that since 2006, we have had 100 to 200 courses close annually, and the NGF projected three years ago that supply and demand will not be in balance in the United States until 2030, presuming no growth in the rounds of golfer or golfers. And we've seen the number of golfers fall from 30 million in that period of time. It's down to 24 million people play golf. And if you really look at the detailed numbers on those who play more than 18 rounds, it only represents about 6 million people in a country of 328 million people. So if, if you say 10%, how, how many is that going to be? Um, well, there are 14,613 facilities in the United States representing 16,650 golf courses. So it would not be unexpected. We've already seen courses like Butterfield Trail uh, close uh, in El Paso. The city of Dayton announced two of their three public courses are going to close um, at the end of May. So it could be upwards of over a 1,000 golf courses could close. Most of those will be the small daily fee operators in the middle of North Dakota, South Dakota, the Midwest, Iowa. So um, we're with Jim Keegan, by the way, Golf Convergence. Uh, Jim, what, what, is there something that these golf courses can do now that might lessen the chances they would eventually have to close before year's end? Unfortunately, Jay, I think the answer to that is no. The social distancing requirements, the fact that you cannot have more than 10 people in a group at one time, that they may get to more than um, 50 people or less by the end of this year. If you look at what's impact, for example, PGA Junior Golf League has over um, 36,000 juniors that play in a scramble format. The PGA canceled PGA Junior League for this year which not only brought the kids, but it brought the parents and the carts and the social dining. The program's canceled for this year. We just did a survey up in Lake Chelan, and we also did one in um, Grand Forks, North Dakota, in the last 10 days, and we asked them, are you ready to resume golf? What do you need in terms of a comfort level? And interestingly, over 95% of the golfers were saying they're ready to go right now, and the only assurances they need to resume was that the golf course was practicing appropriate procedures in terms of social distancing. Those listening to the show know don't touch the pin. The cups have been turned upside down. There's no bunker rates. There's no ball watchers. They're sanitizing the carts. And so it's really been a tremendous. And while all states uh, will be open for golf as of tomorrow, the last one will be New Hampshire, is scheduled to open on the 11th. They're still projecting only 95% of the golf courses will be open and operating by May 17th. 
As I speak today, only 66% of municipal golf courses are open in the United States. And if we look at here in the United States what's going on, and we have taken a far more aggressive position with respect to COVID-19 compared to internationally. I was visiting with a friend at Royal Melbourne via email on Friday. They have 11 states in Australia. You're not allowed to travel between the states. None of the public courses are open, and even courses like Royal Melbourne are closed. They're hoping the Premier makes a designation in the next week or two to open those golf courses. I was visiting with um, Emirates Bank, James Rudout, on Friday also, um, who they own 8AM, the golf magazine, Nicholas Companies, Miura, Golf Spec, and uh, Golf Logic. Uh, he's not able to play golf at all, and he actually got, he's an Englishman, he's been quarantined in Australia and can't even get back into the United States. And if we look at Ireland, Scotland, Wales, they will not open any of their golf courses before June 1. All right. Well, Jim, uh, we're coming up on our our first break here, but we're going to keep Jim on not only through this next segment, but for the entire hour, as there is so much material to dig into. You can, if you can just, you can just tell about what, what, what we're talking about just from the first couple of minutes here of getting Jim on and and his introductory remarks about golf in the age of COVID-19, the coronavirus. Jim Keegan, Golf Convergence, our guest today here on Tee to Green. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. 
I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. News, interviews, and fun for everyone interested in golf every Sunday here on Tee to Green, the golf show from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, although we are not broadcasting from the Broadmoor today because they are still closed due to the threat of COVID-19. Broadcasting from my home in Colorado Springs, Colorado, I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today, and uh, I don't know how much fun we're having today when we hear our guest, James Keegan of Golf Converges, tell us that uh, 10% of the golf courses in the country, over 1,000, are not going to make it through the year 2020 because of what is going on with coronavirus. And, Jim, um, the, uh, what was the outlook, as we continue with Jim Keegan, what was the outlook for golf in 2020 prior to the advent of the virus? Jay, golf courses are financially struggling across the board. In a study done by the University of Wisconsin at South by Drs. Chris Schoonover and Dr. Eric Bray, they presented to the USGA in Japan last March and indicated that based on their research, the industry is losing $66,400,000 annually for the past 10 years. That is a huge number of almost a half a million dollars in losses on golf courses. If you look at the statistics from PGA Performance Track or Club Benchmarking, two national services that aggregate all the financial uh, data for golf courses, the average golf course in the United States before capital reserves is losing $20,000 a year. A golf course from a standpoint of capital reserves needs to put aside about $130,000 a year for the depreciable components of the course, the irrigation systems, rebuilding green complexes, bunker sand, releveling tees. And so we're seeing an industry that across the board is losing money at each facility. And before the capital repairs of 134 on the capital and another 120000 in building reserves, so many of these, we have to realize that over 8,900 golf courses are owned by an individual entrepreneur of the 14,613 facilities. There's less than 4,000 private clubs, and there's about 2,400 municipal facilities. So when we look at this in terms of an industry, we have to look at the daily fee owner who represents the largest majority of courses. And with the, with most of those, what they have done, fortunately, is I've got a uh, close friend who's an operator of two golf courses in Los Angeles. He was able to get $400,000 in PPP loans 
to be able to sustain them until the golf courses open in the California marketplace. So most of the golf courses are filing for PPP loans, but that only goes for payroll and some rent. It's not going to be enough to sustain the significant losses in revenue they're going to achieve because the clubhouses are closed. I was mentioning the point in London, England, and Wales that they won't open to June 1, and even when they do open, there will be no carts, there will be no caddies, there will be no clubhouses. So when we look at the American tourists and the tourists that go to play those famed courses at St. Andrews and Carnoustie and Turnberry, the travel industry is going to be off significantly this year. I've got a good friend, uh, Gordon Dagleish, who runs Prairie Golf Tours, and they've been in business 35 years, and fortunately they have the financial reserves to withstand this, but the cancellations across the board and tours that they cannot conduct it's really staggering when you look at it from a macroeconomic standpoint. Yeah, these numbers are almost hard to believe. Uh, are we talking golf courses pretty much across the board, or are there some haves and have-nots, some courses that are doing very well as opposed to those that are struggling? Well, let's um, spin it in a positive way. What we're seeing are rounds are up on the courses that are opening, and so green fees are doing well, but the – Green fees are only one component when you then add merchandise, food and beverage, lessons, uh, and all of the green fees that get created from leagues. We're seeing increases in rounds played just from the daily fee golfer going out and playing, but all of the leagues and the tournaments have been canceled. Merchandise sales are down. So back to my the question I opened this segment with. What was the outlook for golf uh, in 2020 this year uh, prior to all of this happening with coronavirus? I think the industry is projecting 200 courses would close this year, which would be consistent with what's occurred over the last 14 years, Jed. Yeah. Uh, when did you know, as, as someone with, uh, as I mentioned in, in, in the introduction to you, someone who has their pulse on the uh, heartbeat of the industry. When did you know that this was going to be as serious as it's turned out to be? I would say the middle of March. When they started um, the social distancing and the sequestering and closing golf courses, based on the number of people I talked to on a weekly basis, they were all expressing grave concerns. In the book I was writing, though, I had received email messages back in October and November. A multi-course operator in the Carolinas sent me an email that he doesn't believe, and this was in October, that any golf course that's generating less than $800,000 in revenue is economically sustainable long-term. At that point, what did you tell your clients? The key to running a golf course is making sure you're creating sufficient value for them. The migration to new technology is essential. In the survey we did, the second highest item that is required for a golf course to be successful from the perspective of the golfer after bathroom facilities was the ability to book, prepay, and check in online so there'd be no golf course interface into the pro shop. And so building a database and using technology, whether it be Club Caddy, Chronogolf, up or G1 are the four leading software platforms along with Club Profit, 54% of the expenses of the golf course are labor. And so the issue is now is how do we now leverage technology in a way that we can reduce the labor expense of the golf course 
to make them more economically viable. So golf courses began implementing all of these these changes, the the social distancing rules, the checking in online. Uh, how would you rate the response by the golf industry to what was going on? A plus. The golf industry, headed by the USGA, the PGA, have really rallied around the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America is literally publishing daily the status of golf courses across the country. The NGF and the NGCOA put out a position paper on how to optimally um, run your golf course. Arcus is a great management company in Dallas, Texas, that um, oversees the Cowboys Club. They have been very proactive in communicating to the golfer the new norms going forward as to the levels of expectation when you come to the golf course and in emphasizing the nature of social distancing. And so while I think the golf industry has done a really fabulous job in communicating and moving on a dime to this nature of COVID-19, you've got to salute Jay Monahan at the PGA Tour where they're going to start at Colonial on June the 12th with an event. I think it's still a question of whether how spectators are going to be in allowed onto the grounds and social distancing. But the LPGA Tour uh, Korean event will be played next week in Korea, and they're going to be monitoring that to see how it goes and to applying what occurs in Korea here to the United States in the tournament. I read this morning that the ladies' LPGA Tour is not likely to resume until mid-July and the European tour will not resume into uh, late June. And there was banter in the industry about the European tour. Keith Pelly put out a very candid, forthright, very transparent email to the players saying, when, this, when we start playing again, it is going to be dramatically different. Don't expect courtesy cars. Don't expect large lounges with a lot of free food. Don't expect um, extensive um, member guest days. You're going to be playing for smaller purses. And that email triggered a discussion as to whether the European Tour and the PGA Tour may merge or there may be some kind of financial support from the PGA Tour or the European Tour uh, to keep it going and operating. So there was a really interesting debate between Colin Montgomery, who everybody is familiar with, saying he wants to see the European Tour remain on its own and Padraig Harrington, who's the captain for the Ryder Cup this year, suggesting maybe some kind of alliance with the U.S. tour would make economic sense to ensure that all survive economically. So when you're looking at the European tour based on this, thinking that it's not economically sustainable, and the reason it's not sustainable is that they lose money every year, with the exception of the Ryder Cup, where all of the, which only they get the revenue from the Ryder Cup every four years, and I think I read it was eight million euros is the surplus they get to run their operations. Um, they lose money every other year except when they're hosting the Ryder Cup. And so yeah, that, when you think the European Tour is on questionable financial backing, it, it really brings to mind the seriousness of this COVID nineteen. Yep, that's James Keegan, Golf Convergence, our guest today. We're going to take another break here and continue on the other side. I got to play, I played golf this week for the first time since all of this began, and I'll tell you what I experienced, and we'll continue uh, with that as well as 
This is Tita Grain. I'm Jay Ritchie, Scott Cuddy, and Master Control. We will be right back. Do you have a story to share? Your story. Lifetime Private Autobiography Services can help. We will interview you by video or phone to get your memories in your words using your pictures. Our staff of talented writers will then recreate your story into a beautifully handcrafted book. You'll receive 10 individual copies for friends and family to enjoy for generations to come. Visit privateautobiography.com to schedule a free consultation. Mention this ad for a bonus audio recording from your personal interviews. To get started, visit privateautobiography.com or call 844-921-2802. That's 844-921-2802. Remember and be remembered with this gift of a lifetime. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. The TVS Television Network. For decades, your home for great sports TV is back. You can watch six TVS sports channels now streaming on WatchYour.TV. It's free and it's on the Internet as well as on Roku, Android, and iPhone and iPad apps. Watch TVS Sports Network, TVS Classic Sports Network, TVS Turbo Sports Network, TVS Women's Sports Network, TVS Tavern Sports Network, and TVS Boxing Network. That's TVS Television Network. Six free channels. At watchyour.tv. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the video game review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Just tap it in. Just Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a rule. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about how to read a green and a few things you can do to help yourself in that endeavor. As you are going to your putt from the cart, from the cart path, approaching the green if you're walking, Take a look at it on your way to your ball. Look at the slope. Look at any grain that might be prevalent, anything that can give you a tip there. second thing is feel it with your feet. Oftentimes you can feel slope with your feet that you can't normally see. Once you get into that habit, you'll be amazed about how much subtle slope you'll be able to detect with your feet. And when you're behind your ball, always try to envision how running water would flow from where your golf ball is. So it may go to the right at one point and back to the left. It may start high and sweep down. That's the best way to envision the way a putt will go. For more on getting it up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your nearest PGA professional. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday here on Tee to Green, the golf show that language is golf. I'm Jay Ritchie, our guest James Keegan from Golf Convergence, a golf strategist who works with golf course, golf courses, golf course owners around the world on how to better the experience they offer golfers, and that's a tough challenge right now given everything that's happened in the world over the past uh, couple of months. But we are continuing on. Jim, I, I played golf this past Wednesday for the first time in about six months, and obviously the first time since uh, all of the changes and the social distancing rules involving golf were put into place. And it was, it was a fine experience. I was a little apprehensive, checked in online, uh, the day before we played uh, here in Colorado Springs, Jerry, our old friend Jerry Butinoff and I went out and played nine holes. We walked. We kept our social distancing. Everybody else stood on the golf course, and uh, uh, no co- no carts anywhere to be seen. And it was a nice day. The golf course was in great shape. We played nine holes and uh, had a had a fun experience. Golf is just a fabulous sport to bring people together. I've played Jay four times this year. It's really great to hear the experience you've had. They just allowed carts up here in the Denver Metroplex with the proper sanitation procedures. And I've played four rounds so far and have been absolutely delightful. What we have seen people implement is continuous putting, so therefore they're not marking their ball, so we're not aggregating around the pin, which is very positive. I would say, though, probably 95 percent of the people are very respectful and are and are very mindful of social distancing but like in any crowd you will have some who become a little too uh, cavalier or um, don't respect the boundaries and so i think each golfer needs to be mindful of the social distancing requirements i had several people say to me that there was a really good article uh, that the NGF just put out, and 53% of all golfers remain somewhat or very concerned about uh, COVID-19 and the distancing. And so to be respectful, suggesting continuous putting and for all golfers to be mindful of the fact. I just read another article where people said they used to be embarrassed to wear a mask. Now they are embarrassed if they're not wearing a mask. We were in Costco the other day, and it was almost 100% of the people had masks on, which is very respectful of you recognizing the need. I would say that I have not seen masks on the golf course um, because of the nature out there. 
But it's really great you had a good experience playing, and I've enjoyed the rounds I've had so far this year also. I wore a mask, although when I stood over my ball to hit it, I pulled the mask down just to allow myself a little more freedom and flexibility, and it didn't affect uh, my my looking down at the ball at all. But uh, the NGF says one of the they, they put out a list of things that golfers have to think about and should be very aware of and follow the recommendations during the uh, social distancing and and uh, and playing golf in these times. And the last one on the list says, remember, being able to play golf during this crisis is both an opportunity and responsibility. That is that very well stated. All. I yeah. really encourage other, um, your listeners to go to ngf.org, and at the top of their webpage, there's a tab called COVID-19, and it's a very comprehensive uh, update, not only nationally, but also by state in terms of how many courses are open the trends in terms of the impact, in terms of the exposure, avoidance of who's concerned and who's not concerned. They're tracking sentiment, so they're projecting that the vacation leisure industry is going to be off 5.3%. But interestingly, leisure goods will be up 1.3%. Clothing will be up 2.6%. And that the personal financial outlooks for most golfers remains favorable and better than a month ago. And so if we're talking about things that are very positive about golf in terms of the even the desired social distancing, 55% of the people prefer 6 feet, 7% prefer 10 feet or more. So there's a lot of really good guidelines the NGF and the NGCOA.org websites have for golfers to be uh, very mindful of their responsibilities and enjoying what's just an absolutely fabulous game. Yeah, I saw that that you're referring to, the NGF. The National Golf Foundation, by the way, is what NGF stands for. You alluded to this a couple of times uh, uh, today while we were discussing things in the last couple of segments. The Golf Convergence did some surveys of golfers and golfer expectations for dealing with COVID-19. What are some of the things that, that stood out to you in that survey? We did two surveys, Jay. One in Lake Chelan, which is a resort community equidistant between Spokane and Seattle. Their bathroom facilities and the ability to prepay and check in online were very important. Interestingly, the bar and the restaurant facilities were very, very low. But our survey in Grand Forks actually revealed something significantly different. Because the average golfer in Grand Forks is between 24 and 42 years of age is the majority of the golfers in that marketplace, Actually, the third most important thing for them after the carts and the bathroom facilities was the bar, not necessarily the restaurant. A driving range is in both surveys was more important than a short game area or putting green. Uh, I would have thought the putting green would have rated higher, but the ability to go to the driving range was rated like the fourth factor on the list. What about uh, what about carts? Riding a cart. Carts are, are coming in third as a necessity, but that becomes a function of the terrain of the golf course. When the Ridge of Castle Pines opened, it was walking only until Tri-County Health approved about two weeks ago the ability to take carts. And I know you've played the Ridge, you know, carrying a 20-pound bag that's six yeah. and a half miles. I actually <laughs> stopped. I got on my phone all kinds of applications for maintenance, and one's the incline to measure pin positions. Well, I actually used it on going from the uh, 
up that hill to the T on 17, and the slope was 38 degrees upwards. <laughs> and as yeah. we all know, the, the, the you know the walk up 18 uh, gets your attention to the green, uh, carrying a 20 pound page uh, bag on your back. When we were talking the other day over the telephone, we were, you mentioned an interesting fact about push or pull carts and the fact that they're hard to find these days. They are, as a matter of fact. The person I played with, actually, it took him about three days of searching to be able to find one. Uh, he did find one at Dick's Sporting Good online. It was there uh, two days later. And because of the paucity of carts that exist, he's going to put it back up onto eBay and sell it again. That's, now that they're using, uh, you could use carts. <laughs> A little short-term <laughs> trading there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so moving forward now, the rest of this year and and beyond, are you? Should we be optimistic, pessimistic, or or a mixture of both? I think optimistic from a golfer's standpoint. Let me just visit a little bit. I had the very privilege of traveling to 15 countries last year, and we have this jingoistic feeling that what we have in America is superior to anything else in the world. That is just such a false impression. Down in Brazil, I played in San Paulo, Santa Pazienzia, and that it's a Tom Fazio-designed golf course, and they have what they call the Jesus Bridge. To get from the sixth green to the seventh tee, it wasn't very easy to do. And so what they did was they built a bridge in the middle of the lake, four inches below the water surface. And so as you're literally driving from the sixth green to the seventh tee, respectfully, as you look at these carts, it looks like they're actually floating on water. And the sense of the humor of Paolo Malzoni, in the middle of the lake, he has a mailbox with a sign on it, suggestions for the odor. (laughs) 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 But you could get to if you wanted to. And so when it, I was in Cambodia, Vietnam, and Thailand, Vietnam is really burgeoning. It is just absolutely a fabulous golf course. Trent Jones just opened Cayenne Shores. And I played in Hanoi. And who would ever think that they would have a really spectacular golf course in Hanoi, Vietnam? It's called Van Tri. It's really competitive. And as you walk in, the flower gardens are in red and yellow, which are the, you know, the colors of the country. Very well done with lit range. Um, when I was in the Arabian Peninsula in Bahrain, Qatar, Oman, Dubai, Troon Golf manages most of the facilities in the Arabian area. So if you think that you're going to go and see a reduced level of service, you're going to see something that's absolutely spectacular and what you're accustomed to here in the United States at price points that are slightly lower than the resorts in the United States. But for your listeners, there's one bucket trip that they just literally have to put on their bingo card. Perry Golf Tours arranges a tour to South Africa. You go to the vineyards. You do a six um, tours in Kruger National Park through the game park, and you stay at Fancourt and stay in um, Stellenbosch, the wine district. You stay in Cape Town. And in addition to airfare, it's about $10,000 a person. And while that's a lot of money, when you consider the average golfer makes $100,000 a year, it's something absolutely worth saving for. It is a life-defining trip to go into the Kruger National Game Park and then go play Leopard Creek, which is on the south end of it, as you see the crocodiles in the river off the 13th hole. Wow. And each of the key markers at Leopard Creek represent a leopard chasing a gazelle. And so there are massive sculptures that are probably fifty to $100,000 each to make. 
And finally, you're watching this chase on every team marker. And when you get to 18, the leopard ultimately catches the gazelle and has it in his mouth. <laughs> or if you were to go to New Zealand, the Hills Golf Course is owned by the largest jeweler in New Zealand uh, in Arrowtown. He has 30 sculptures on his golf course that are just mine numbing and dropping in their beauty and how spectacular on the 18th hole on the right rough there are 100 wolves chasing a hun in the middle who's probably 20 feet high with his sword drawn totally surrounded by wolves the water hazard on six has fireflies now these are sculptures coming out of the water hazard that you're looking at if you're doing the force carry to the sixth screen Wow. They've got a statue of Paul Bunyan out there. I mean, it is some, on the fourth hole, there are wild horses. When I went to the tee, I actually thought they were wild horses that were let loose out onto the fourth hole between the, you know, the seventh fairway. They were statues, and you're going to go, oh, my gosh. So as we know golf here in the United States and thinking what we have is superior to anything, I listened to Wilma Erskine, who just retired as the Secretary of Royal Port Rush, and was talking talking about the whole Open in Rory McIlroy, who's a member there, and he came out, and um, there was some Americans saying, oh, my gosh, that that's a spitting image of Rory McIlroy. I can't believe Ireland's got two like it. He was playing by himself one morning. It's yeah. What you can see when you travel internationally is just really exciting and makes golf such a great game. We'll end on a positive note. Jim Keegan, Golf Convergence with us. Jim, thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll, let's do this again real soon. Would love to, Jay. It's always a pleasure. Jim Jim Keegan, Golf Convergence on Tee to Green. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 
That's 800-709-4409. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. The fastest hour in radio, the quickest hour in golf. Tita Green continues. Normally in this segment, we always look at what's going on in the world of professional golf on this particular weekend. And, of course, there is nothing going on. But just around the corner, the PGA Tour is set to resume play June 11th through 14th with the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. That will be followed by the Canadian Open in Toronto, the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, and the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut, to round out the month of June. Those four events are scheduled to take place without any spectators as of right now. But golf, the return of televised golf on NBC, anyway, for those four, is just around the corner. And this week, this coming week, the PGA Tour, NBC Sports, and Sky Sports are teaming up to present TaylorMade Driving Relief. That's a charity skins match that will raise money and awareness for the American Nurses Foundation and the CDC Foundation next Sunday, May 17th, at Seminole Golf Club in Florida. TaylorMade Driving Relief will feature Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson teaming up against Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf. They will follow strict social distancing guidelines, local mandates, and they will utilize appropriate testing measures to help protect the health and safety of the golfers, the production crew, and others on site. It's a $3 million match, and the proceeds will go to those two organizations who are helping to lead COVID-19 relief efforts. Well, hope you enjoyed hearing from Jim Keegan, Golf Convergence today. We'll get Jim back here in a few weeks and get an update on where things stand as far as golf in the new age of COVID-19. Until then, everybody make sure you keep your distance, wash your hands, wear a mask, and as always, hit them long and hit them straight.